this off real quick. <clears throat> good morning, good morning. It is July 6th, 6th? Yeah, July 6th. Man, time flies. I feel like July 4th was just yesterday, but it's two days ago. Fireworks going off like crazy. Ambulance driving around like crazy because people are hurting themselves, blowing limbs off. Hopefully y'all are safe. No one got hurt. And uh, hope y'all have a great 4th of July. I just chilled in the house, took it easy. Um, man. Man. It's crazy. It's some, yesterday I went and this is say I had a car buying experience that was just insane. At some point I'm going to write about it and talk about it. But um, yeah. I hate going to buy cars. It's just annoying. Man, I'm not going to talk about it right now, but this is a... I see why so many black people, or just people in general, get screwed over at dealerships because they're, they're still shady dealerships out here operating. And because I've sold cars before and because I have um, refinanced cars as a banker, and I know how to like look at loan documents from processing uh, commercial loans as a business banker. I kind of at least know what to look for. I'm not a complete expert, but I do know a lot from that experience. And these people thought I was just gonna like, they just thought I was this complete idiot, I guess. So. I'm, I'm, they're in God's hands now. Uh, I get to go back up there and I'm going to talk to their general manager and talk talk about what my experience was like. But um, I don't think he was there yesterday. I should have asked for him yesterday. Anyway. All right, y'all. Let's just go right into it. We got Psalm 92. And then I'm going to read Leviticus or Leviticus 15. Leviticus 15. So Psalm 92, verse 12, verses 12 through 15 says, The righteous thrive like a palm tree and grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they thrive in the courts of our God. They will, they will still bear fruit in old age, healthy and green. To declare the Lord is just, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Thank you, Lord, that, yes, Lord, that you have planted us like a palm tree, a thriving palm tree. And that we are thriving, Lord, that we would uh, bear fruit every year as we get older and older, God. And that uh, you are just, Lord, that you are a rock. And that there is no unrighteousness in you. Thank you, Lord, that you are righteous, that your son Jesus dying on the cross is our righteousness, Lord. And we just pray as we go into this word in Leviticus 15, that you would speak to us and uh, transform our hearts and make us new. 
In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right, so Leviticus 15, bodily discharges. The Lord spoke to Moses. This is going to be, sorry, y'all. This is going to be kind of, I don't want to say graphic, but uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some bodily, bodily fluids here. All right. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, speak to the Israelites and tell them when any man has a discharge from his member, he is unclean. This is uncleanness of his discharge. This is uncleanness of his discharge. Whether his member secretes, whether his member secretes the discharge or retains it, he is unclean. All the days his member secretes or retains anything because of his discharge, he is unclean. What do they mean by his member? Get more specific here. I need to read this in other translations to see how they say that word member. Verse four, any bed the man with discharge lies on will be unclean and any furniture he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed is to wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will remain unclean until evening. Whoever sits on furniture that the man with the discharge was sitting on is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Whoever touches the body of the man with the discharge is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. If the man with the discharge spits on anyone who is clean, he is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Any saddle the man with the discharge rides on will be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him will be unclean until evening, and whoever carries such things is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. If the man with this discharge touches anyone without first rinsing his hands in water, the person who was touched is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Any clay pot that the man with the discharge touches must be broken, while any wood you wooden utensils is to be rinsed with water verse 13 when the man with the discharge has been cured of it he is to count seven days for his cleansing wash his clothes and bathe his body in fresh water he will be clean he must take two turtle doves or two young pigeons on the eighth day come before the lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting and give them to the priest the priest is to sacrifice them one in a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering Hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Two turtle doves, two pigeons. Yeah, I know this season I have a sacrifice a lamb. It's just a turtle dove and two pigeons. Verse 17. Any clothing or, leather, clothing or leather on which there is an emission of semen is to be washed with water, and it will remain unclean until evening. If a man sleeps with a woman and has an emission of semen both of them are to bathe with water and they will remain unclean until evening verse 19 when a woman has a discharge and it consists of blood from her body she will be unclean because of her menstruation for seven days everyone who touches her will be unclean until evening anything she lies on during her menstruation will become unclean and anything she sits on will become unclean Everyone who touches her bed is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Everyone who touches any furniture she was sitting on is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. If discharge is on the bed or the furniture, she will 
she was sitting on. When he touches it, he will be unclean until evening. If a man sleeps with her and blood from her menstruation gets on him, he will be unclean for seven days. We don't follow this stuff in 2021. I can guarantee that. And every bed he lies on will become unclean. Fellas, if y'all want to crack a joke with y'all wives, bust out this scripture. Next time y'all have relations or she's on... <laughs> My connection with that. As soon as I started talking like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This is an interesting scripture to read with your wife. I'll just say that. Alright. Verse 25. When a woman has a discharge of her blood for many days. Though it is not the time of her menstruation. Or if she has a discharge beyond her period. She will be unclean all the days of her unclean discharge. As she is during the days of her menstruation. Any bed she lies on during the days of her discharge would be like her bed during menstrual impurity. Any furniture she sits on will be unclean, as in her menstrual period. Everyone who touches them will be unclean. He must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. When she is cured of her discharge, she is to count seven days, and after that she will be clean. On the eighth day, she must take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to sacrifice one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her before the Lord because of her unclean discharge. You must keep the Israelites from their uncleanness so that they do not die by defiling my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law for some with a discharge, a man who has an emission of semen becoming unclean by it, a woman who is her, in her menstrual period, anyone who has a discharge, whether male or female, and a man who sleeps with a woman who is unclean. So he just summarizes it at the end. I'm going to read these Tony Evans notes and then close it out. Interestingly, the man with the discharge is not sent outside the camp as were those with skin diseases. Some argue that this was because the discharge was not infectious. Once the discharge had stopped and the man had waited seven days, he could wash and be clean and then offer the sacrifices of cleansing. Semen emission, possibly during intercourse, brought uncleanness to the man and the woman involved. A woman's monthly menstruation resulted in her uncleanness. The man who came in contact with her flow, like the woman herself, was unclean for seven days. A woman with a chronic discharge of blood was considered unclean during her entire illness. Illness. This brings to mind the New Testament era woman who had suffered bleeding for 12 years before she touched Jesus and was healed. According to the law, she should not have touched Jesus. Wow, that's powerful. Um, that's in Matthew uh, 9, 20 through 22, if y'all want to read that. Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. And this may explain why she came with fear and trembling when Jesus called her forward. Mark five thirty three. But no contamination, of course, can make Jesus unclean. Wow. See, once again, it's a crazy example to me. Like, this one of the most powerful examples. Here's a woman suffering from bleeding, right? And blood is considered unclean, right? All that. And she touches Jesus, which was taboo. Like, uh, you aren't supposed to do that. It would have made Jesus unclean, contaminated him. She wasn't supposed to do that. She touches the, chin, the hem of his garment. 
to be healed. She had that kind of faith. And here was Jesus soon to be executed on a cross to die and shed his blood. His blood is what saves, saves her, not just heals her, but would save her in eternity. She's in heaven now, I believe. Yep. I'm pretty sure she's in heaven because she had faith in Jesus. She plus she, she didn't say some special prayer. She just had faith. She had faith that Jesus would heal her. But not only did she heal her physically, but that day she was healed spiritually for eternity. Her soul was sealed in heaven. Salvation. Because she had faith in Jesus. And we who put our trust in Jesus, accepting, us, accepting him as our Lord and Savior, we have the same salvation. We have the same physical healing that we can receive. By his stripes we are healed. And we're also healed uh, spiritually in, et in eternity we have salvation there's so many blessings that come, and it's by the the blood which is considered unclean but his blood is was shed for us is what like that song oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow oh no other fountain I know nothing but the blood of Jesus what can wash away my sin Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? I don't know all the, the different verses, but like the it's amazing to me. It's mind blowing to me that God would use blood. Jesus's blood shed on the cross as a symbol and as the atoning sacrifice, the shedding of blood for us. And when he was stabbed in his side, liquids would all come out. And that's what heals us. That's what heals us. This was wild. This was wild about. So once again, here's a passage in Leviticus 15 that seems completely, you know, uh, what, what should I say? Um, irrelevant or it seems like not as important, you know, but it's very relevant and very important. Um, and then lastly, it says God's holiness and his demand for holiness from his people gave these laws life and death importance. I need to read some passages that say why these laws aren't important for today. Cause I believe there are some groups, religious groups that follow these laws still and keep these customs. My just off the dome, off the head, top of the head response to that would just be because we're under grace not under the law now jesus established a new covenant um but it would be interesting to see justifications for why we should still follow some of these same practices in leviticus even just for health reasons i mean we have yeah anyway was there and then yeah if I don't know if y'all remember, do we talk about Onan yet? Yeah, that was in Genesis, who was struck dead. And some people think he was struck dead because he admitted his semen onto the ground. And that's why I say, like, yeah, there's people that still believe, yeah, admitting your semen or ejaculating on the ground is um, against the Bible. But really, the sin that he committed was not giving his... I just want to re reiterate the sin that he committed 
was not giving his um his brother died and so his the jewish custom was he was supposed to give his sister-in-law a son have a child with his or give her a baby a boy and have sex with her but all he did was sleep with her just to have sex with her but pulled out and didn't yeah didn't ejaculate in her and that was the sin he committed by just having he was just using her to have sex with her and then same family yeah the dad her father-in-law pulls the same crap yeah believe in this i gotta go back and read that but he ends up pulling something similar it's crazy like he ends up sleeping with her was that the same woman i gotta look again i think it was the same woman was it tamar i don't know i may be getting stories mixed up anyway with onan the sin he committed was pulling out and not get and not giving his brother-in-law i mean his sister-in-law or his his brother and his sister-in-law a son after his brother passed away so anyway this stuff is interesting the more you dive deep into it so dear heavenly father thank you for your word thank you lord once again for leviticus 15 and psalm 92 92 today thank you lord pray for those that don't know you that don't have a relationship with you that they would place their faith and trust in your son jesus who died on the cross for them so that they could have eternal life and we just pray in the name of jesus lord that um your word says that unless we have faith like a child lord we will not inherit the kingdom of god i know it's foolishness it takes humility to it seems like foolishness to the world it takes humility to to believe in a savior that died on the cross two thousand years ago and and for that to be the only way you can have eternal life in heaven um to to go against the world view that everyone's is going to go to heaven um and it it takes childlike faith to to believe in your son jesus and knowing that's the only way you said i you say your son jesus he is the only way the truth and the life no one comes to you father to you god except through your son jesus you are the gate lord and so i just pray lord just those that don't know you that they would place their faith and their trust in you they would just ask your son jesus into their into their heart and that they would have similar faith as the woman uh who was bleeding um who had the disease for 12 years of bleeding and she uh she placed her faith in you god she by by just touching the hem of your garment she believed that she would be healed and ultimately that she would have eternal life um i'm sure she'd even know that that was part of the extra gift so thank you lord once again this is the day that you have made we will rejoice and be glad in it in jesus mighty name i pray amen all right y'all have an amazing day y'all pray for me because after that whole situation with this car I was like, man, these folks out here, something else. I know I've done my uh, share of things that I'm not too proud of. Maybe I'm reaping some of my uh, Jacob-like shadiness, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I never, I never, at the end of the day, always try to do the right thing always try to be do right by people because god sees it all 
It's not karma. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God. He's in, he's in control. He sees it all. He sees everything. He sees it all. There's nothing that you can get past him. It's all, everything always, even though you think you're getting away with something, you companies out here thinking y'all getting away with stuff, you, car dealerships, I don't care what the business is. If you work in any line of industry, insurance, um, whatever the business, you thinking of getting, if you get, think you're getting away with stuff, you don't get away with anything. And if you wouldn't do a certain deal for your own mama, or your cousin or your neighbor down the street, then yeah, you need to question. You need to question your like integrity. Integrity. I I I can't even lie. I struggle with into. I've been struggled with integrity my entire life. Um. And every time I'll say every time, every time, every single time. I've gone against what I know in my heart I should do. It's come back to backfire on me. And I ne I've ne I'll say I've never gotten away with anything. Never. Never. I may have gotten away with something in the moment, but never got away with it in the long run. I'll just say that. So anyway, God bless y'all. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk to you later. Deuces.